0: I want to go really quickly to John chapter 6, because I know you all playing something nice for the men in your life today. And so I want to go really quickly to John chapter 6, verse 66 and verse 68. And I'm going to ask you to stand with me, if you will, for the reading of God's word. John chapter 6, verse 66 through verse 68. Play something. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then Jesus said unto the 12, will you also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You got the words of eternal life. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. Uh, Usually I have you to make a statement. Today is a question. Look at the person beside you. Tell them, do you still want to do this? You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Depending on who you're sitting beside, That could have caused a very uh, awkward situation. (laughs) Mm.
1: Covenant is proven
0: in conflict. Covenant is announced in ceremonies. But it's proven in conflict. Yes, yes. If you want to become a preacher, we have a ceremony and we put a collar around your neck. If you want to get married, we have a ceremony and we put rings on your finger. But real covenant is not proven until it has been met with its adversary. And and maybe we need to redefine covenant again because covenant is really something that's foreign to our present modern-day culture. We don't really make covenants. We make promises, but not covenants. Promises sometimes seem to be a hopeful wish. But covenants come with cuttings. In the Bible days when they made covenants, they would take an animal, an expensive livestock, and cut that animal up. Hmm. As meaning, as saying, this has value. My words have value. Covenant is not about convenience. I'm gonna be honest with you covenant is complicated for us because it goes against our fallen human nature because the truth is we are narcissistic we are self-centered self-serving and to keep it 100 even the most charitable and philanthropic people among us often have contaminated motives And polluted intentions I didn't say wrong intentions I said polluted intentions that's a difference because it can be good intentions and still yet polluted Mm. so first of all let's establish this what are you called to do no really what is your calling like why are you here And please don't tell me so I could be saved. Because how long have you been saved? If your whole uh, purpose in life was to go to heaven, then why are you not there yet? No, for real. I mean, we get to go to heaven because of salvation, right? So how long have you been saved? You've been saved for five years, ten years? Well, if heaven is your purpose, then why did Jesus not take you to heaven as soon as you got saved? I want to lift to you that heaven is not your purpose. Heaven is your goal. But what's your purpose? Why? What are you called to do since he left you here? What are you called to do? And not only what are you called to do? Are y'all ready for the next one? Who are you called to? Because oftentimes when you find out who you're called to, you find out what, it's you, what it is you're called to do. Because oftentimes the people you find yourself among reveals your assignment. The problems that consistently confront you reveals your purpose. See, you don't, you don't get the prize or the award because you diagnosed it. You, hallelujah, an accomplishment It's when you can find the antidote. And I need you to look at somebody and tell them what all the problems around you consider you may be a solution. Mm. What are you called to do and who are you called to? And once you establish that, then it will then become your why. What do I mean by the why? Why are you doing it? Really, why? Marriage is a journey. Life is a journey. Friendship is a journey. Family is a journey. Ministry is a journey. It's not something you get a degree in and then you get to put it on the wall and say, I've accomplished it. It's not a photo. It's not a moment in a snapshot. It's a journey. It's not a machine, it's a living organism that's consistently changing and evolving. And you got to learn how to change with the change. You got to move with what's moving. You got to make decisions while we're being mobile. It's a journey. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, there's a reason why you're not there yet. Come on, tell them. Tell them there's a reason why you're not there yet. Why you're not there yet? Because it's a journey. The moment you think you're there, there's still more to do. It's a journey. It's a lifetime of development is a lifetime of self-discovery my god i need you to look at your neighbor tell your neighbor i know you're complicated (laughs) because i'm still learning me i'm still learning me i'm still i'm still becoming aware and unpacking all those things that god has deposited and downloaded in me and because i'm still going through a metamorphosis of my own inward change and being moved from faith to faith and glory to glory still yet my carnal human nature pops up and surprises me sometime and so I'm still learning me and still trying to figure out my why because process reveals <sighs> hallelujah have you ever thought you were somewhere you were not I mean, really, have you ever thought you had gotten somewhere you really weren't? Hallelujah. I've woke up sometimes and said, Oh, we're coming into. Oh, no, we're not. You'll, You'll find yourself, process reveals where you are. Relationships reveal where you are. I've said this before being by yourself, you're pretty good. But you realize when you start living with other people how many funny ways you have. <sighs> yes. Yes. Some of, some of us stay by ourselves uh, because it, it's just easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because relationships reveal you. And I know the problem with your life is everybody else. But what happens when you have nobody to blame but, but you? Yeah processes, process reveals and seasons expose. (laughs) Stop labeling these people your best friend that you met six months ago. Seasons reveal. Seasons expose, know them to labor among you. And you will know them by the fruit. And it takes a whole season to find out what kind of, my God, what kind of fruit is coming from that tree. Seasons mm. exposed. I got your back I got your back I got your back I'm with you a hundred I got your back I got you look behind you they got your back but they so far you can't even see them they got your back as long as you being celebrated oh they got your back as long as you opening doors for them but friends were born for adversity mm. Well, you got a real friend. Hallelujah. That friendship is not out of convenience. That means I got your back even when
1: it's not popular to have your back. I'm sticking with you when you have nothing left to
0: offer. I'll cover you when other people will leave you exposed. But seasons will expose that. I'm telling you, seasons will expose that. Seasons will expose that. You'll you'll find out who your real friends are. You'll find out who your real prayer partners are. Hallelujah, seasons will expose. I said seasons will expose. I'm not talking about people who will be silent while you under attack, my God. Glory be to God. When I was growing up, when I was growing up, I could talk trash and never had to fight. I never had to fight. Oh, I could talk trash. I could talk trash in a way to make you think I could fight. I could talk in a way, when I tell you I was talking away, I was talking a way that would make you think, hallelujah, that we got in this thing, I could take an army by myself. But the only reason why I was talking that way is because my cousin Sharina was always near. And if I saw her coming down that hallway, if I was quiet in an argument, all of a sudden, I would get real loud and real big and real boastful because I know if I started it, Sharina would jump in. Yep, yeah, it was a girl. I love my cousin. She would jump in and she would finish it. My prayer is that God will bring people into your life that they won't watch you get jumped spiritually. They won't watch you get overwhelmed emotionally, but they will get in it with you. I need you to look at your squad. Tell them, I got you for real. I know how to. Pick you up in the spirit. I know how to lay hands. I know how
1: to throw hands. I wish I had a witness in here. I need you to tell somebody, "I got you." I
0: got. Yeah. Seasons exposes them. Think about the people that's in your life right now. Think about your circle right now. Now I want you to think from over the last 10 years. Who's still there? Who can you count on? Now I didn't ask you who can count on you. that's a difference. Who can you really count on? Mm-mm. I just want to say that because some of you are in the bondage of obligation to people who would never alter their schedule for you. Turn the monitor up so I can hear myself because I feel like I got to back myself up through here today. Did you hear what I said? Some of you have overwhelmed yourself financially, emotionally, for people who would drive by you drowning in a pit. And That's why I want to tell you serve your family did you hear what i said look don't forget about the people who changed your diapers who who stayed up with you when you were sick don't forget the real friends who stuck it out with you when you had nothing and drove you to work after your car broke down and didn't even ask for gas money. And they lived on a whole nother side of town because some of you will come into new connections with new people and new churches and new ministries just because you made it to the ramp. Don't you act like this is the first time you heard the name Jesus? Some of y'all had a reverend back down a dirt road, a little country church in a whole other state. You better stop acting like you just you arrived and now you are better than them. You better. Go back to your grandparents and sit there and have some time with them. Don't you get so busy with your little friends that you forget the people who got you and who will still have you if those people switch up? Yes, sir. Mm. Don't forget. Don't y'all. Don't get so caught up and busy. Don't you don't that you forget those individuals. Well, I just made. The first part of my message, very um, terrestrial. At this juncture, I want to shift it to make you understand my premise for laying that foundation. In in your journey of life, you're going to always, even after you have discovered your call, and you believe you know what it is you've been called to do, and you found your people, you believe this is who God wants you to be in relationship with, married to, connected to, we will all have intermissions, intermittent moments, intervals. Mm. We go through changes in life. I mean, and among women, they call it menopause. And, and men go out and do crazy things and they call it midlife crisis. No, really, we all go through changes. Where you said, mm, I don't even know what's wrong with me where your kids are no longer kids. They've become adults. And now before, you felt like your whole calling was your children. But now your children no longer need you in the measure that they've needed you before. And now you're questioning, who am I? I've always valued myself in being their mother. His husband and her husband. Uh, you know what I'm saying. You know. Our whole and then now the relationships are shifting, the dyna- dynamics are shifting. I'm at an age I've never been before. <sighs> I'm, I'm living, I'm in a good place, but it's a strange place. Ah, I'm just going to preach it. I'm just going to preach what I hear. I, I mean, I, I'm in a good, I mean, I got more than I've ever had, but just strange. I should be happy. Mm. Everybody's saying congratulations. Yes. And I'm, I'm at what I call an intermission, you know, you know. And, and at an inter- intermission, you get to decide. What you gonna do next? Oh, the Lord gave me this message. I was gonna preach something else and the Lord, the Lord, the Lord told me, I mean, really, 15, that's why I came out late. 10, ten minutes before I came out here, I text Morgan, I said, gotta change this. This is what the Lord is saying. Somebody, you're at an intermission right now. And what you do in these next coming days is gonna determine the rest of the game. You know? Because for some of us, the first part took a lot out of us. And I'm wondering, do I want to invest any more time to see if this thing gonna turn around?
1: I'm wondering, should I count my loss?
0: And start again. Hmm. hmm. An intermission. Do you go get popcorn and readjust yourself, and come back to your seat, or did you just count it as a loss and go to the car? Hmm. That inter. inter- after all I've seen, after all I've heard you end up in this suspended, awkward place, and the Bible says the multitude is following him. I know we made it this way, but I want to make it this way now, okay? The multitude was following him. Of course they were following him. He's he's making fish sandwiches. And they're free. and everybody loves free 99 yeah. if you got an issue I'll fix it healing for your body and your mind yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> miracles signs and wonders <laughs> yeah i follow you yeah. right. to the desert i follow you sea of Galilee I'll follow you and the multitudes are thronging him. And then he says, I got a lesson for you. If you go follow me, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. It was an intermission, hallelujah. Glory be to God. He says, before we go into the second part,
1: you have got to be willing to eat my
0: flesh and drink my blood and the people were disturbed and no one took the time to ask questions nobody prayed for revelation nobody tried to endure the unveiling of his words they says, this is too complicated oh y'all gotta help me through here no one says well maybe I should consider what he's talking about. Maybe I should wait this out. Maybe I should see how God is going to unpack this because he did
1: perform miracles. He did multiply fish and if I'm going to eat his fish
0: I should endure his doctrine. How many of us want his blessing? Whew. Hallelujah. We want God's blessing. Blessing. we don't want what comes with the covenant we want the blessing but we don't want the complication we want to reign with him but we don't want to
1: suffer with him Job's wife says why don't you end this pain curse your God and die and Job looked at her and says should I only serve him when he's blessing me should I only walk with him when I can feel him in other words Job says my relationship
0: with God is deeper than him handing out blessings this is covenant I wish I had somebody in this room that's in real covenant with God real covenant he he said he said you gotta drink my blood you gotta eat my flesh They said, oh no, this thing took a turn. I mean, I knew something was strange about him. That's how people do. I mean, I knew something was strange about him all the time. See, while y'all was eating, I mean, I ate too, but I had my eyes open. Because you got to be careful. The multitudes left him. Then, Jesus looked at the disciples. The ones he handpicked. The mere fact that God handpicked you is indicative of your purpose and assignment. So he says I've given you a purpose i give you an assignment but then he looks at them God omniscient God in all human flesh omniscient God all knowing God looks at a mere man and poses a question As he's putting out a spotlight on you today. So I'm asking you a question. Will you also leave? Are you going with the multitude? Now I I chose you. Now I've already made a decision about you. But what's going to be your response? What's going to be your decision about me? Will you also leave? And oh, the response came. It says, "Leave where? Go where? See, some of you will never walk in your full potential in God until you can start acknowledging that you really don't have any options." No, I See, look, look, see. Because, see, a lot of us try to pride ourselves, and I mean, I don't have to do this. I mean, I don't need this. ain't got to go here. I got options. See, the enemy has already deceived you because once God has called you, once God has chosen you, there's really no life outside of it. I wish I had to help him. Him asking you is just giving you an opportunity to choose. I need y'all
1: to put your hand on your neighbor's shoulder. Tell them you don't get to choose your assignment. You just get to choose whether you surrender. You don't get to choose your purpose. You just get to choose whether you're going to come in agreement with it. And I need about 50 people to jump up and
0: holler. I agree with God. I'm coming in agreement with God. I'm ripping up my contract with the enemy and I'm coming in agreement with God. I need you to get the three people and tell them this is intermission. This is intermission. This is intermission. What you going to do? because, because how, what would be a good way of preaching for great excitement is to tell you how God is going to turn it around. And multitudes love that. But see, I want to share this with you because the truth is there are times that you got to go back home to what you left. And we have a whole culture of people who thinks if it's hard, then that means it's not God. Shh. Yes, yes. Because, yeah, God called you to minister. But um, with that ministry, shh, no, come some pain or some shit. I want you to grab a hold of somebody tell them God brought us together. We tell them sometimes there's a struggle with that. Yeah, yeah, yes. Even walking with God, Even walking with you got to struggle with God. Listen, listen. No, 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 no. There are moments you have to struggle, struggle. with the God that created you. Shh. Hallelujah. You'll struggle with Him. And he'll give you the victory. And he'll always win. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, close. I'll close with this. God uses Elijah greatly. I mean greatly. I mean if there's any prophet that we would acknowledge as a master prophet, it has to be Elijah to the point Elijah comes off a little pretentious sometimes to the point he feels like, hey, I'm the only prophet left. And God said, hold on, I know. I mean, you're used. But, but tell somebody, you're not the only one anointed. Ain't nobody great but God, Elijah. He's on the top of Mount Carmel standing for Yahweh against all the prophets of Baal. And the contest is whoever's God answers by fire he God I need to I need to take a moment and remind everybody in here we always acknowledge the wind of God and the rain of God but don't forget God is also a consuming fire and that ain't just zeal and passion He'll burn up stuff. I wish I had a witness in here. Do I got a witness in here that sometime when the fire of God came on you, it burned up some stuff? He'll set you on fire. You'll be a burnt offering before Him. Till you won't even recognize yourself when it's over. And then He said, I'll give you beauty for ashes. My God. So we know the story. The prophets of Baal, they are crying out to to Baal. And y'all know what happens. Baal doesn't answer. I mean, they start cutting themselves. They started bleeding for their God. When our God came and bled for us. They did. And Baal never showed up. And here come Elijah, pouring water, water in a drought, on the trenches, on the altar, on the 12 stones representing Israel. And then he called out to him. For them who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And when he called on him, oh, I know what it is to call on him. When I feel like everything is against me I know what it is to call on him And the Bible says the fire came And the people stood with Elijah And they killed the false prophets And then Elijah gets the word Elijah Jezebel says she's going to kill you And what does he do? You know, I just saw him I just saw what you did on Mount Carmel Elijah stands still and says I'm standing on the word of God I'm going to call up. That is not what happened. You know what Elijah did? He ran. He ran. With his strong self. He ran. He went into hiding. Now I have battled with that. Why did he run? Did he not believe God would stand for him? I don't think it was an issue of faith. No, no, I don't really. I mean, because I'm looking through the scriptures. I'm trying to see where he doubted God. I don't think he doubted God. He just had to make a decision. Do I still want to do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It always works out for me. If you got a business right, it always works out. Do I got any business owners in here can testify. There's some kind of way? Come on, raise your hand. It always works out. God makes the bottom line. But how many of y'all know that's sometimes traumatic? Oh, we're in a good place. We made it in our marriage. We made it through the worst storms. We're outside of it now. And it would sound crazy to get on the outside. And then said, "Trust." And it don't make sense to people because that other person in the marriage is saying, "Hold on, we made it through it." Yeah, but uh, the the potential of it happening again is not something I don't know if my heart can take it. Now I knew this was going to be one of those sermons when the Lord told me I got to preach it. I knew it was going to be one of those sermons We were like, what in the world? Now some of y'all may have no idea what I'm talking about, but there's another group of y'all in this room say, uh-huh, I just can't yell like I want to, but yeah. Yes, because it's not because everything is bad. Tell your neighbor, everything is not bad. It's just that everything is good and bad. All around the same time and every time something good is happening I'm looking at my clock saying when is that to the point my great moments are also often robbed with my analytical mind having contingency plans and finding the exits just in case something breaks out so younger. <laughs> You're, helping us. You're helping us. so I'm wondering like, do I still because It's not, it's the good and the bad happening back to back that becomes so traumatic. And so I'm like, do I still want to do this? I'll never forget after we finally got here to this church. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Because this is the church the Lord showed me when we were in the storefront, an eight-sided cathedral. Now I'm like, thank you, Lord, because, you know, I thought I was going to get here when I was around 50, or 57, and then I would retire and I would hand it over to a younger pastor, and like, whoo, I did it. But I got here early. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, I brought you here early because I got a next. I need you to start this church in Washington, D.C. Yeah, the church is nice, but now I need you to build a recreation center for the community. And Because you know what the first half cost you mm. Just to get here So my thing is do I want to pay the price for the second half? Elijah saying I love God, but do I want to suffer what I gotta suffer? And so Elijah says, you know what, since I just had that victory on Mount Carmel and Jezebel acting up again, you know what, I'm going to die right here. He wasn't suicidal. No, 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 he wasn't suicidal. He's like, I'm going to go to bed and I'm just going to end on a good note see I, the reason why I got to say this is because some of you have been hiding your fear under the cloak of humility you're not that humble you're just scared you don't want to keep you don't know you don't know what's around the corner you know what the calling is but you don't know the full cost of it and so he said I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna lay right here and what he does God gave him help an assistance. He sends the assistance away. That's why I know some of you are in a different place. Is when you start distancing yourself from the people that God assigned to your life to help you, to help push you. You start distancing. Y'all know, how many have been there where well, you just kind of start pulling away and, and your friends and, 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 your, and your family is like, you know, you good? Yeah, Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Your husband like, you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. And then they start taking it personal when they don't realize it's not something with you, it's something with me. Mm -mm. I was excited about having this baby until this baby started stretching me. I I thought I was preparing myself mentally to stay up late with the baby once the baby is born. For now I can't even sleep right I'm trying to find out how to sleep now because this thing this thing ain't even came out yet and it's affecting my life Whew. my god some of you says I'm going through warfare and ain't even walking in in my full purpose yet Whew. the devil attacking me and I haven't even made a public announcement concerning my assignment Elijah says, I die right here. I close this out right here. This is good right here. And Elijah laid down in his own weight in his own depression. The Bible says the angel of the Lord woke him up. And when he woke up, he was like, Oh man. Could you imagine he waking up thinking God has honored his word to take him to heaven for him to look up and see he's still there? And God's response to him through the angel is like, Eat. eat hallelujah and after he ate he laid back down I need you to lay your hands on your shoulder and tell him God is not letting you off the hook he's just letting you catch your breath My God. I need you to look at somebody else, ask them, did you hear what I said? You don't get to quit. I know no no. Y'all got to y'all need y'all to get in somebody's face and tell them
1: you don't get to quit. God is just allowing you an opportunity to catch your breath, but you still gotta do it. You got to run this race, you got a charge to keep, and you got a God to glorify. I know you were hurt in church, but you're still called to the church. I know you were hurt by your family, but you're still called to your family. You don't get to quit. I need you to get out of your seat and tell somebody, you don't get to quit. It's complicated, it's hard, but you don't get to quit.
0: This is just a nap. This ain't death. This is just stillness. Ho! Oh, this is recalibration. This is a realignment. Glory be to God. I heard glory be to God. Just because you still don't mean God ain't moving. And the Bible says he went back to sleep. And when he went back to sleep, the Bible said, God woke him up again. And he says, how, you know, I resign. I, I'm thinking he's an I'll eat for so the journey ahead of you is a great journey. And it's too great for you to go on just what you've already had. And so, in other words, this intermission is not to leave. This is to get some popcorn and this is about to get you something to drink go to the bathroom and stretch your legs because the second part is going to be greater than the first part oh hallelujah i need you to look at your neighbor tell your neighbor what
1: you saw before was only a preview it was setting the plot but get ready for the feature presentation i need a holly in here for some the worst is behind you and the best is yet to come. i come to tell somebody he's put before you options. He's given you a choice. A choice is really not a choice. Options is really not an option. That's why Paul said I'm going after to apprehend the very to me. I would have quit a long time ago. God did this to me. When I buried my family member I wanted to die with them. When I went through the divorce I thought it was going to kill me. When I was hurting the church it almost robbed me of my very faith. My last mistake made me question whether I was anointed. But put your hand neighbor showed up and said, oh neighbor, oh neighbor, you gotta make a decision, what are you gonna do? I'm looking at the foundation and I'm looking at how much it's gonna cost and Jesus said, if there's any some nights we'll be sleepless but he said if you suffer with me he said if you suffer with me you'll reign with me I need to ask you do you still want to do this it's more Want to do this? You have to serve people who hate your guts. Do you still want to do this? Well, I'm ready to respond. I've seen my options. I've waited. WHA- wow.
0: Everyone stand, please. Everyone, everyone stand, please. I still wanna I still wanna do this. Hey, y'all back in the back. Stand up. I still wanna do this. Reason why I want everybody to stand. Because you gotta answer. So often we get in corporate settings. And we hide in corporate responses. Yeah. Yeah. But choose ye this day: yeah. Who are you gonna serve? Yeah. You gonna either serve the God of your destiny, yeah. or you gonna serve the flesh of your comfortability. Yeah. Who are you gonna serve? Will you count? Will you count God? See, when, we, when we're in church sometimes, oh, Lord, you're worthy. Lord, you're worthy. Worthy of what? No. Because as soon as affliction hits you, as soon as there's some challenges, you realize, uh-uh, I can't do this. Is he... Is he... Is he worthy of the sacrifice? Because all of us got one we got to make. All of us got a cross we got to bear. Mmm... If there's somebody near you that you know God connected you with them, just look at them and tell them, I'll serve you. I'm I'm called. It's a part of my assignment. Even if you don't respond right, I will not be held accountable with how you respond to my serving. I'm only responsible that I served you well. (laughs) I gotta gotta make sure I served you well because sometimes your children will pull from you so often and you always point out that they'll forget to say thank you and sometimes your serving will come without the honor I, I had a pastor one time told me he says you are my pastor but I don't tell people I says okay he said, I don't feel the need to tell people. I said, No problem. I said, I know I'm your pastor. He said, Right. long as we know. I said, Yes. I have the responsibility of being your pastor without the honor associated with it. And guess what? I released it to that. And I served well. Because at the end of the day, I want to hear him say, Not, not the crowd. I want to hear him because don't you know the crowd can be clapping for you and God be sitting down? I'll never forget I was young and I was in sin. (laughs) And I was just hanging around in Lynchburg one Friday night. I was 18 years old. Lynchburg was the city for us then. And I'll never forget uh, me and some of my friends drove by Higher Heights and it was downtown. And I'll never forget this. And I said, oh, let's go into church because, you know, church is what we do. Yeah. Let's just run by here. We ain't going to stay long. Let's just go in and see what they're doing. And I got in. Bishop Molly Davis says, I want not even a preacher there. And he says, Brother Chate, come down here and sing a song. And you know what? I just do what I do. Ah, I could sing soprano back then. After I finished singing, this woman got up to preach and she had on all white. Her whole head was wrapped in a turban. I don't know if y'all remember the old mothers used to wear turbans. And she got up, she said, uh, I enjoyed the service tonight. You know, I enjoyed everything. The choir sung good, the people prayed well, but there was a sound that went out of here tonight. God won't please with it. Then she said, I enjoyed the little boy over there on the drums. <laughs> She just started calling everybody. I mean, just call my name out. But the people shouted, though. I mean, really, when I was singing, I mean, the people was like, oh, glory. You can't let the applause of people be your litmus test. Mmm. Lord. Dude. Do you still want to do this? Everybody take a moment. Play some song. I'm Praise. Everybody, do you still want to do this? Take a, a sober moment and I want you to think about all that you've been called to do. Where you've been called to. Who you've been called to. What you've been called to. And I'm going to ta- give you, this ain't going to take all day. I'm just going to give you a few seconds to do this. Think about it. Shh. Now think about it. You don't have to scream out loud, but answer him. Do you still? Do you still want to take this journey with me? Do you, do you still want to take this journey with me? Do you still, do you still want to take this journey? With me? It's almost like he, he got his hands stretched out. Are you going to leave in the intermission? Are you going to trust me to come back for the second half? Whew! Hey, this is Bishop S.Y. Younger. Thank you for watching this video. And now what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and gospel content in your direction.